Welcome to the Think It, Make It podcast with your host, Eric Royer, all about turning your ideas into reality with a CNC router, tips and tricks, new products, interviews, and much, much more. This just got exciting. Whether you're using a CNC for business or hobby, we have great stuff in store for you. Hello and welcome to the Think It, Make It podcast. This is Eric Royer, and I'm your host, and I wanted to take a moment and thank you for tuning in and, and checking out the podcast. Uh, the response we've been getting since we started has been excellent, and I'm really thankful for that. We are going to work really hard, I promise, over the next uh, many, many episodes to keep delivering uh, really good CNC router-related content and uh, interviews with pros and, and different manufacturers, as well as interviews with uh, various um, people that are CNC users, uh, as we have been in the previous uh, few episodes. So today, this is episode number five. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, this will be a solo episode. I'm just going to um, talk with you about some some thoughts that I've had on, on this one particular question. Uh, one thing I see a lot online is uh, people are asking uh, what what's involved in getting into uh, CNC and you know what, what should I choose for a machine? And so in full disclosure, yes, I am the director of StepGraph here in North America. So obviously I have some bias as far as what machine that I'd love to see you buy. And of course, I'd love to see everybody uh, have a StepGraph machine, but I realize there's a lot of options out there and for, and there's a lot of good companies out there that, that provide uh, good machines. So uh, this really isn't about StepGraph. This is more a general uh, podcast where I'm, I want to talk about some things to consider when you're looking to get into CNC. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, everybody seems to be under the impression that when you're uh, when it's a newbie that you have to be uh, possess these crazy computer programming skills. And that's just not true. Uh, the software that we use today, uh, specifically a very common software by a company called Vetric, uh, is very, very simple to use. Uh, you can learn it and how to be you know reasonably proficient with it in a couple of hours. And it really makes the process of doing CNC very, very simple. Even complex things like 3D carving is really not that difficult to learn how to do with their software platform. Uh, the days of having to write longhand G code and uh, things like that are, are pretty much long gone. Uh, while it's, it's always good to know some basics of G code, uh, the average user really doesn't need to. I guess if you're a professional machinist, it, it, you definitely need to know some of it. Uh, but um, if, you know, for CNC router users, home users, uh, even small businesses, it's not really that necessary. Um, the other thing is that you need to have some crazy computer uh, and uh, you know with a lot of power, and that's really not true either. I mean, most of the software that we run uh, really doesn't require a lot. For instance, our demo room here. We have four machines in our demo room that run off Windows 97 machines. Um, they were actually, uh, you know, probably eight years old now. Um, not very powerful at all, but I can run Vetric on them, and I can run our uh, machine control software with no problem at all. Uh, in fact, I don't recommend you get an expensive, powerful computer to actually run your CNC because it's a very dirty environment. Uh, there'll always be dust in the air. Even with a dust collection system, you're still going to have some residual dust. And if you're working on metal projects, you'll have metal chips potentially flying around and you don't want those to get into the computer. So I tend to use used laptops or like the all, um, 
the little mini uh, solid state computers that are completely sealed. Uh, you can get them on Amazon for $150 or $180, um, then use a separate monitor and keyboard with it. I, I like to use those because, I, you know, it's they're inexpensive. And if something happens to it and they get dirty, I'm not going to lose much sleep. Uh, I will not bring my, you know, $2,500 MacBook Pro and, and run it next to a CNC. It just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I have a, a better computer in my office where I'll do a lot of the design work and then I'll transfer the files via USB or wireless out to the CNC where I have a less expensive machine actually running my job. So that's what I recommend to a lot of our customers um, and a lot of people in general online just because it's, it's, it's not really that necessary. Now, the other thing is uh, you know, everybody, I see a lot of comments online. Okay. What, what machine should I buy? And again, this is a tough one because there's, there's a lot of options out there and you really need to break down what you're going to do with your machine to, uh, make a, the best decision on that. So for instance, if you're a first time CNC and all you're looking to do is maybe make some projects that you can sell on Etsy or, at craft fairs, or maybe you just want it for hobby use. Uh, you know, you're a model builder, or you want to work with your family on it, or something like that. Then I, I definitely don't re uh, recommend, you know, a high end, um, you know, professional grade machine uh, with a lot of complexity and a lot of power, and you know, things like that. But unless you absolutely need, like for instance, if you need four by eight foot work area, well, then your options are going to uh, definitely be into a different category than if you're looking for a hobby machine. But if you're looking for a hobby grade machine, there's a lot of options out there that, you know, start at mid thousand dollar range, um, to, you know, a couple 3000 and you, you'll get a very good machine, uh, that'll last you for a, a long time. Uh, some things that I will say that you should be on the lookout for, especially if you're a first time CNC user, uh, the first thing is, uh, do you want to get the machine in a kit form or do you want it already built so that you can just plug it in and start learning how to use it? Uh, many of the inexpensive machines, including our products, um, our D-Series line, will come with, in a kit form so you would uh, assemble it yourself. Now, it is, you know, the, the kits are usually bolt together. Um, they have, you know, instructions and you put them together just like anything else. To, most of them will not require any um, special skills or tools, uh, just basic stuff to, to get it together. And if you have the time and you have the patience and you know, you're reasonably, you know, handy mechanically and with tools, then you could save some money by getting a machine in kit form. And, uh, you know, as, as the machine is used over time, it'll give you the ability to know how to work on it too, for maintenance. So that's always a good thing. Um, however, if you're not comfortable with that, or you're not uh, very handy with tools, or you just don't have the time. Maybe you're, you know, you just want to concentrate on using the CNC. Then look for a machine that will come in a uh, a ready to ready to go form. We're we're fortunate in that we offer both. So you can get our machine in kit form, or you can order it, and we'll build it for you and test it and ship it to you, and you're good to go. Um, some companies out there will only offer kit, and some will offer both. And then, however, there's there's many that'll only offer assembled machines. So it really just depends <clears throat> on what you're looking to do. Um, the next thing that you'll want to consider is 
what type of drive system does this computer have? Okay. Depending on what you want to do, uh, for instance, accuracy. So if you want to do stuff that's, especially if you're doing metal work, if you want to focus on doing uh, aluminum, brass, copper, hard plastics, hard woods with a lot of detail, uh, you might want to consider getting a machine that is um, screw driven. Uh, you you want to make sure that it has a lead screw that drives it. Uh, you'll you'll end up with a lead screw. You'll you'll have a lot more torque. You'll have a lot more accuracy, uh, and the machine overall will perform greater in in a detail uh, environment, especially when you get into harder materials like um, non ferrous metals. Uh, if you're not into you know you're not concerned about that, and again you're just trying to save money, well. There are uh, several good belt-driven machines out there that'll probably do the job for you without a problem. But as you progress and as you get involved in, you know, more difficult materials and uh, more complex designs, and and especially like with 3D carving where there's a lot of intricacy, or if speed is a concern, these are all things you have to you have to be concerned with. A lot of times, the belt-driven machines will be a lighter-duty frame so they're going to have speed limitations uh, simply because the torsional strength of the machine is not uh, that great and then when you compound that with the flex that's in a belt that drives the system you end up with some issues where you know it's again great for hobby but if you're looking to produce stuff in a fast uh, format then that machine's probably not going to work so well for you in the long run uh, could be a great starter machine but you know, if, if business use or uh, productivity or something like that is in your future, then I would definitely consider uh, something with a lead screwdriver. Now, the other thing you want to consider is a spindle. Now, by spindle, I mean that's the motor that you're going to use to run your machine, uh, where it you put the cutter bit into it, and that's what does all the work. Now, there's a lot of options there, too. Uh, a lot of the machines, especially in the uh, lower price range, are designed to work with uh, common routers like a DeWalt DW611 or a Makita, um, and those are okay. Uh, they're they're pretty strong. You can get them at Home Depot or Lowe's, so they're they're pretty easy. Should should it break, you can go and buy a replacement for you know 130 150 bucks, and you're back up in business. Um, the one thing with those, the routers tend to have more runout, which basically means over time the bearings are really not designed on those to run long 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 continuous projects you know if you think about it a router is designed to use by hand where you engage with the material and then a few minutes later you're done and you turn it off now some cnc jobs you can run for hours you know 10 12 hours if it's a carving job and the routers are just not built for that same longevity so another thing to consider is, you know, what, what type of applications you're going to be running and what type of materials you're going to be running. Uh, if you're going to do a lot of harder materials like aluminum, then I would consider getting what we, we would call a spindle. So the difference between a router and a spindle, a spindle is, is more purpose built. So it's, it's a device that's actually designed to be used for CNC. So the bearings will be uh, stronger. Usually they're taller, uh, they'll provide better longevity for lateral forces, 
Uh, they're designed to run for longer periods of time at a, at a steady RPM and workload. Um, they do cost more. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you might be looking at starting at about twice the price of a router, but in the long run, you're going to end up with a device that's going to last you a very long time, no matter what type of material that you want to cut. So again, it's, it's kind of like you buy it now or buy it later. Uh, I can't tell you while I'm recording this podcast what your total needs are going to be because I do not know what your applications are going to be. But um, from my personal experience, this is something to consider, you know, so whether you go with a router or you go with a spindle. Uh, the next thing that you want to consider is, to be honest with you, is really support. If you're a first time CNCer, then you're going to have questions. Um, there's no doubt about it. You're, you're going to have questions if it's a kit and you're assembling it. How does this go together? You're going to have questions with setting up a job, choosing the right tool. How do you hold the material down? Uh, what if the machine breaks or is having trouble? How do you troubleshoot it? And it's really important that you're able to, uh, you know, pick up the phone and call the manufacturer and get somebody during, you know, at least during normal business hours, uh, at the very least, and uh, that they have some online component of support that is very uh, efficient. So I will talk about our company for a second here. Uh, support is a huge concern and, and priority for us here at Stepcraft. So uh, we have an, a phone system set up so that all of our customers that call will always get a call back same day. No, no issues there unless they call within an hour of the end of the day. Then it's possible that they'll get a call the next morning. Um, we have an email system that goes into an electronic ticketing. So all of our support people are notified of it. Uh, the response time on that is usually a couple of hours max, depending on the time of day, of course. you know, Obviously, 2 o'clock in the morning, you might not get a response back, although depending on the day. Um, you know, I've certainly responded to support calls and stuff on the weirdest days and hours. Uh, but it, it is, we know it's a priority and, you know, having been in this industry now for six years, I know what our customers demand. And I, I know the scariness of having a CNC, uh, at first, you know, you're, you're afraid to hit that start button the first time. And what if you break a bit and, you know, there's, there's all kinds of questions and it's really important that you buy, from a company that gives you that good feeling uh, that you can pick up the phone or send an email and get a, get a response quickly. Uh, and, you know, you'll get somebody to walk you through the problem and not just try to brush you off. You also want to look for uh, online support. You know, what does the company have to allow you to self-service your, your machine, uh, you know, at, at the weird hours? You know, if you're somebody that works and, you, you know, you're only able to get into your shop at three o'clock in the morning because of your work schedule. Well, obviously, most companies are not going to have business hours at that time. So what's available online for you to help you service your machine? Um, is there online FAQs, knowledge bases, things like that? Now, there's always forums and there's always Facebook groups. And I want to say probably most of the major machines that are out there, you're going to find forums and Facebook groups available. The, the reason I don't include those in the quote unquote support category is that many times 
those require you to ask a question or present a problem and then wait for an answer. So if it's three o'clock in the morning and you go to a Facebook group, type in your question, chances are you're not going to get a response immediately on it. And uh, although, you know, like some companies like ours are global and it is possible that somebody else somewhere else in the world will see that and comment right away. Um, you know, so what's more important, I think, is, you know, what's available online to help self-service uh, when it comes to, you know, setting up jobs or choosing end mills and things like that. Now, we've developed a website called cncfaq.us. Now, this website is, yes, it's it's kind of based around Stepcraft because a lot of the FAQs that are in there are Stepcraft related. However, uh, we also have a ton of content on that website that is related to anybody in CNC. So there's there's a lot of questions about tooling, about uh, software, um, work material, things like that. And it's an ever-growing website. Every day we add to it. Every time somebody asks us a question <clears throat> in support or if they ask us a question on the phone or in sales, uh, we'll turn around and, and we we put that on, on the website and, you know, give it an answer. So... It's a huge resource, uh, not just for our customers, but for anybody. Uh, and it's it's like I said, it's constantly growing. And if you have a question in particular that you want an answer to, there's a button on the website where you can ask it. We'll see it. Usually the next day we'll respond uh, unless it's something that requires us to maybe shoot a video or get a little more in depth on the explanation. And then we'll post it on the FAQ website. So it, it's there forever. Uh, these are things that We've done, I mean, my philosophy personally is that, you know, if you're going to invest in my company and my product and my team, then we want to do everything in our power to make sure that you're happy with that product, that decision. And, uh, you know, we consider our customers our friends and it's, it's just really important to us. So having good support is something that um, I would strongly consider that you look at when you're getting ready to buy a CNC machine. Um, you know, you that's why I'm not a, a big advocate of the Chinese machines. Um, you know, I'll be straight up with you. Uh, I, I said this wasn't going to be a, necessarily a plug for Stepcraft, and it's totally not. And this, you know, this this statement you can use with any of the manufacturers, uh, especially the ones based here in the U.S. You know, they have these machines on Amazon and on eBay. These uh, these Chinese machines you can get for as little as four or five hundred dollars. Uh, you know, if if that's truly what your budget is, then you know maybe that's the only option you have. But expect no support. Expect um, having the only place you can go to get support would be an online group or a Facebook group or something of other people who bought the same machine. Now, I'm not saying these machines don't work. Uh, I know a lot of people, and I've read online that, yeah, they do. But when there's a problem and you have a question and you can't figure something out, whether it's job-related, machine-related, software-related, nobody's going to be there to answer you from the company. So just keep that in mind. You know, They say you get what you pay for, and there is some truth to that. But a lot of the costs, I guess, associated when you build, when you buy a CNC machine, uh, there's a, there's a percentage of that that does go towards the support of that machine within the infrastructure of the company. And a lot of people don't think about that. 
And, you know, if you don't want to be able to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, then you can expect to probably pay a lot less money for that machine. But if you want that hand-holding support and you want that company to be there and, and constantly be innovating, there's a little bit of a premium that's usually incorporated into the price to make that happen. So that's that's just the way it is. Um, now, another route you can consider going, if you're really, really handy, would be a DIY CNC. Um, I can't say that I recommend it or don't recommend it because that is totally based upon the user. Uh, you know, if you're a maker or you're somebody who really likes to, you know, create something from scratch, uh, going the DIY CNC route might be for you. I mean, there's companies out there that sell uh, short kits, so you'll get like frame components, but then you'll have to supply the electronics and um, the motors and everything and figure that out. Then there's uh, companies out there that provide plans so that you can actually, I've seen a lot of CNC uh, videos where guys are using CNCs that are made out of um, like Baltic birch plywood and uh, the plans um, you lay down and use a scroll saw or whatever, cut out all the parts and go buy the hardware that they recommend and put it together that way. That's not for everybody. Um, personally, that's not for me either. I, I wish I had that kind of time. I think it would be fun to do that. But uh, yeah, it's it's not in the cards for me. I, I just I don't have the time to sit there and build a CNC. When I finally get time to use it, it's I'm learning um, and I'm creating things. So that's that's my passion. But um, yours might be different. Maybe you want to build a machine from scratch. So that's certainly an option too. And uh, if you're going to do that, I do recommend going online, checking out Facebook groups, checking out forums. Uh, see if you can find a support community for the plans or for the company short kit that you're looking to buy so that uh, as you're building it, you have like-minded people that have gone through it that can help you and can answer your questions and and um, and be there to support you with that. So that's just something to keep in mind uh, as well. Um, let's see. So those are those are the basics that you know I get asked a lot with regards to you know what's involved and and what to buy for a machine. And again, there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, keep in mind, uh, will the machine do what you want, not just today, but will it do what you want six months from now, six years from now, right? Uh, they say a lot of times, buy your uh, last machine first. Uh, I've he you hear that a lot online. There is some truth to that, but only you know what your requirements are going to be. And if it's for business, or you're gonna you're planning to use the money the, the machine to make money then definitely without a doubt go for a better quality machine go for a screwdriver machine go for a company that has really good support um, go go for a machine that has higher accuracy those are all things that you're gonna appreciate more uh, as you build or start a business or incorporate this machine into your business and trust me when you are making things that you're selling or you're using your machine to make money for your company, you want to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody to help you because time is money. And uh, that you know that's critical. Now, if you're just a hobbyist and you just want to make stuff in your garage, hey, maybe you want to build a DIY machine or maybe you, you just want a really inexpensive machine that you're going to use once or twice a month, uh, but you want to have access to a CNC. That's great. I mean, that's that's fine. Those are usually the people that 
uh, you know, we talk to that are buying their second machine or, or decided they need a bigger format machine or, or something. So uh, as long as you're getting started in CNC in some way, shape or form, and I'm happy to hear that. So uh, just keep those things in mind and, you know, really think about, OK, I'm, I've got this project today that I'm going to run. And, you know, maybe you're a model boat builder and uh, you want to make parts for a model boat that you're building. Great. But after you're done with that boat, what are you going to do next? You know, it, are you going to build another boat? Are you going to build a model airplane? Are you going to want to make um, furniture, you know, or, or bookcases? Or, you know, do you want to mill aluminum parts or stuff like that? So, you know, your immediate need may be one thing. But when you buy a CNC, you really need to look into the crystal ball to see down the road, you know, potentially what you could be using this machine for. Uh, and that could save you having to end up with a machine that you that won't meet your needs in the future, and then you have to reinvest into a new machine. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, if you have any questions on this subject or you just want to talk in general or, um, you know, if you want honest uh, comparative feedback, uh, then give us a call. Like, for instance, if, if you want to know, okay, I'm thinking about buying Brand X and how does that compare to your machine – I promise you, because I've, I've trained my team this way, um, if you ask the question about how does a competitor's machine compare to our Stepcraft machines, you will never hear somebody say, oh, that machine is junk, uh, only buy our machine. We, everybody here is trained to talk about the um, factual details between machines. And, and I've done it personally, and there's been cases where I've talked to somebody on the phone and uh, our machine just didn't meet their needs. Maybe it wasn't heavy, maybe it wasn't uh, production grade enough and, and, and you know they really needed something bigger or faster or with some capabilities we didn't offer. And I have no problem giving you a suggestion. Hey, you know what? Go try this company because I've seen this machine and I know it's, it's really good and I think that'll meet your needs. Or... You may come and your budget is like super small and and uh, I just don't we don't have a product for you. Well, we're not just going to hang up the phone on you. We're going to tell you, hey, listen, um, I, I don't have anything for that price range. But, you know, this machine or this machine, from what I've read online or having per personal experience is, is really good. Um, we do not do business by um, slamming competitors and. Uh, talking negatively about competitors, we just don't do it. Uh, the anything that we say is going to be, you know, based on factual information or comparative information, uh, and I think that's really important because there's really nothing worse than when you're shopping around. Imagine going to a Ford dealer and saying you're looking at a F-150 pickup versus a um, Dodge pickup, and the Ford dealership's like, "Yeah, that Dodge is junk," and it, you know. It has these problems and this, that, and the other thing, but it's none of it's factual. None of it can be proven. It's just this guy's opinion because he's desperate to sell you a vehicle. It's not a good experience, and it it doesn't do you well when you have to talk poorly uh, about a competitor's machine. Um, that's usually, in my opinion, the first sign that the the machine that that person's trying to sell you is not that great because he can't talk highly enough about it and about its features and factual comparisons as um as 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 easy as it is for him to just say bad things about the competitors so just an fyi that's something to keep in mind too when you're talking to a cnc company really listen to 
what the salesperson has to say. And, and by all means, ask about competitors. You know, hey, I'm, I'm looking to buy uh, your machine or I'm also looking at a Stepcraft. What do you think? See what the answer is. You might be surprised. I've had customers tell me that as soon as they mention our company's name, the uh, salesperson just goes on a diatribe uh, ranting about, uh, you know, negative things about our machines. And, and you know, I've had customers that uh, specifically turned around and that negative rant is what caused them to buy our machine because they just they, they wanted to buy from a company that can actually talk positively about their own product. And, um, you know, everybody loves a soapbox and and uh, I just I don't know. I just think it's a not a great business tactic to uh, talk that way about somebody else's machine. So just keep that in mind. Uh, that could be like a final question that you ask whatever manufacturer that you're looking to buy from. Uh, you know, once you get all the information you want, maybe throw a competitive question out there and say, hey, I'm also considering this machine and see what the reaction is. You might be surprised. That might be the tipping point. So if you have any other questions on this, I mean, I always love to hear from from you. Please, um, you can email uh, us at info at stepcraft.us or uh, go to the show notes page for this episode and uh, place a comment there. Uh, they come directly to me every day, and I, I respond immediately to any comments that we receive. If you have uh, any specific topics that you'd love for us to talk about, please let let me know, and uh, we'll go ahead and we'll cover those in future episodes. Uh, so if you like this, please uh, go on iTunes or Google Play and give us a give us a five-star rating if you like this podcast and you like the direction it's going. And uh, please leave comments. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. The more uh, five-star reviews that we get, the higher the podcast will rank uh, faster and the bigger the audience will grow, which will expand uh, what we can talk about and bring in different guests on. And, you know, I'm really excited about that. So um, I don't ask for a lot, but please, if you like the podcast, go give us a five-star review. I'd, that means a lot to us. Uh, so I hope you have a great week and I look forward to uh, getting another podcast episode out next Wednesday. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Think It, Make It podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more great CNC router content.